The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about some of the changes in tracking of your performance marketing spend. Joining us is Vlad Zovtenko, who is the co-founder and CEO of RedTrack, which is an ad tracking and conversion attribution platform for media buyers that helps them consolidate data across channels to turn insights into action with real-time notifications and campaign optimization rules on granular cookie-less data. So far this week, Vlad and I have talked about what has changed in Facebook's ad manager, and yesterday we talked about changes to Facebook's conversion API, and it all boils down to ad tracking is changing. So today we're going to talk about what the impact is of the death of third-party cookies. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Vlad Zovtenko, co-founder and CEO of RedTrack. Vlad, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Happy to be back, and we get into the dessert of our discussions. So that's my favorite topic. And probably last two years, we were just talking, talking about the death of third-party cookies. But now we are supported by giants who say, yes, this is coming. That will be true. So my big question about the death of third-party cookies is, what was wrong with third-party cookies? What was wrong with the ad tracking and attribution and data collection on somebody else's sites? Why was there a need for the regulation and the departure from this tracking technology in the first place? I think the decision to remove third-party cookies is driven by the biggest tech players. It's basically Apple, Facebook to an essence, Google, because of those other companies who have the highest amount of first-party data that we're meant to say, and this gives them a very strong competitive edge against all the other companies who used to thrive on stuff like remarketing, where you don't need to have huge database, you don't need to have anything. You can programmatically plug into a worldwide exchange of ad impressions and hunt for very cheap ads of specific people on some clickbait websites. But those people are your target audience and you get the results, you get the conversions. The first result of the third-party cookies, those days would be gone forever. Okay, so the large platforms, the Facebooks, the Googles, the Apples of the world, who have lots of first-party data because they have access to an account for everyone, everyone's using Google, Facebook, and Apple, 
they don't want you to go on to Tabula and Outbrain and the Trade Desk and all the other places where you're buying your programmatic ad inventory and just say, give me cheap clicks for this profile and then I'll retarget them on some of the other platforms that we mentioned before. Basically, Facebook, Apple, and Google want you to come to their platform and pay a premium to get access for users where they've collected their first-party data. Exactly. But I think it's a good move for a lot of web publishers because now their data is worth something. Before that, probably everybody could say, okay, this person works on this, this, and that website, so I have his profile. Now, to find out that somebody was in a particular website, you need to pay them for this data or basically need to buy the ads on the particular website and just not retarget the visitors. And you know, for me, doing digital marketing for 20 years, we just went back in time before the programmatic when there was probably no remarketing outside of, for example, Google or Google Display Network that was called at that time. I mean, it will cause a lot of change in the practice of a lot of digital marketers in the world, but this change would not be drastic for them. They will adapt and they will get back to the practices that they had before. They will need to think slightly more and to do their job better, but in the end, uh, a lot of business, especially on the publishing side, would win if, of course, they provide quality content and have a valuable audience. If not, they're going to die out, but the web will be cleaner because of that. Okay, so the large platforms that collect the first-party data want you to come and buy access to their users directly, and that also benefits some of the publishers who have access to specific audiences because they can sell you access to those users directly. So basically what's stopped here is the ability for a marketer to go and just buy access to an audience sort of at scale across the open web. It sounds like that's really the impact of the death of the third-party cookie. Yeah, that would be a big impact number one. Big impact number two would be now the part that will definitely die forever would be post-view attribution. That was a favorite KPI for many media buyers. No post-view attribution. I all things about attribution in general would change because it was built mostly on the third-party cookies where you can track person elsewhere basically spying him uncontrollably and know who was that particular person going to a website from his laptop and then from his tab. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. 
Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So give me an example of what you mean by post-view attribution. Okay, sometimes the goal of the brand is to just show the ads to as many eyeballs as possible. Like you do with TV, you just do the reach for the audience. But in digital, with third-party cookies, of course, you could know that the person who saw your ad eventually, sometime after this, ended on your website. Because whenever you could show an ad to a person, you can also put a cookie in his browser and if that person with that cookie or that person who was profiled through all his other cookies would come to the website after seeing the ad, the company, the agency, and uh, everybody else would know. And a lot of businesses build their KPIs on top of this. Now, you cannot profile people that easily. Cannot, well, you still can across at least Google Chrome and some other browsers. By the end of this year, you will not be able to do it. So post-view attribution in the scenario I mentioned, somebody saw your ad, then two days later, without clicking the ad, came to your website, you know the person saw your ad. This part of attribution will be done irrevocably. Yeah, so that view through metric attribution, which is something that's primarily used on your display type campaigns, is going to be harder to track. You mentioned that you know you could still use Google Chrome for now, but it won't be by the end of the year. Talk to me about where we are in the death of the third-party cookies. Is it just that third-party cookies are sick? Are we talking about hospice care, last legs, couple of breaths left, or is it just totally dead, partially dead? Where actually does the third-party cookie stand? In my opinion, they are totally dead. It's just nobody has realized this. Safari blocked them probably was 2018, and then it was followed by Firefox. And a lot of time coming or spent many years in media world, a lot of people say, okay, we can skip correct attribution for, let's say, 10% of traffic because it wasn't true, of course, for some countries like Germany, where those browsers have more than 10% of the market share. But everybody was okay with that because on a larger scale, the data was still accurate. However, we do know, and this is explicitly said in the Google Privacy Sandbox, that they will shut down third-party cookies. But for the same sake, and we're not going deep because that's the whole universe of how else companies can track you, they will also shut down any cross-site tracking technology. Cookies will be gone by the end of 2021. Nobody knows the exact date, but we can say, okay, next year, there will be no third-party cookies. Because if they will be left in like Microsoft Explorer, well, it's probably the fraction of the traffic of the world. So you mentioned that cross-site tracking is going to be challenging. What do you mean by cross-site tracking and, and why was that impacted? Because besides those third-party cookies that had their purpose, and could be used with really good intentions, just to were overly abused with the appearance of programmatic media trading. Another way to track a visitor would be digital fingerprints. 
And again, getting too technical, but whenever you go somewhere, your device has quite a few specific parameters, starting from user agent, which is rather unique and combined with some other data points about the browsing device, creates a unique digital fingerprint. What Google Privacy Sandbox wants to introduce this year is to keep those user agents because they are used by all web properties all over the world to adjust content on the fly suitable to your device, to your browser, to your operating system, so it looks nice. But instead of making them very unique, they will become very generic. And the idea behind digital fingerprints will also be sort of gone. And they just told them. And there is more. And if somebody wants to open this rabbit hole of all the cross-site tracking technologies, I suggest you Google for Google Privacy Sandbox and just read the list of the stuff that will be gone by the next year. So as we wrap up the conversation, what's your advice to marketers knowing that third-party tracking is on death's doorstep, if not already dead? And obviously that's had an impact on your social campaigns, like we mentioned yesterday. You know, Where do we go from here if we're not going to be able to get access to the type of remarketing and attribution data that we had over the last few years? Well, you will be able to get access to most of the data, but what you need to do is start with review the technology or the provider stack, whatever you want to call it, all the tools you use in digital marketing, media buying, analytics, ad tracking, and all the associated stuff. Make sure that they are ready to switch from third-party data to first-party data. And it's happening right now. I'm not sure about you. We use Google Analytics. We already received the email that Google Analytics is switching from third-party cookies to first-party cookies. Boom. They start to do it April 2021. And most of other providers will follow suit and they will switch from third-party data to using first-party data. And for you as a digital marketer, things will not change much. For companies who used to get a lot of extra benefits by ability to cross-attribute, cross-populate, cross-collect all this data on the World Wide Web, things will change. And probably some of the companies will leave the thing and other companies who don't need this to grow and prosper will appear. And as a matter of fact, the biggest providers of advertising impressions will stay because they're also the biggest holders of the first party data already. All right, Vlad Z, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you telling us all about some of the changes in privacy, ad technology. Thanks for being my guest. Thank you. It was my pleasure. And I hope this will bring value to your audience. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Vlad Zavtenko, the co-founder and CEO of RedTrack, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Vlad, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is RedTrackIO, R-E-D-T-R-A-C-K-I-O, or you can visit his company's website, which is RedTrack.io. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, 
We're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.